million dollars may be uh, just financing to you, but that's nothing to us here on the Godfather Minute. Hello, my name is Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we're the Godfather Minute. This is, of course, the podcast where we go through the entire Godfather movie one minute at a time. Mm-hmm. Alternating between Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 and Godfather 3. Yes, exactly. So, um, so we're, we're really just on minute 12 of Godfather 1, right? Oh, yeah, we'd still be hanging out with Bonacera and the gang. Oh, don't forget Zaza. <laughs> so, uh, how could I ever forget Mr. Joey Zaza? So, um, yes, yeah, this is uh, Minuto Numero 37. You're close. Oh. Minuto Numero 37. Sete. Trentasete. Trentasete. You got it. Minuto Numero Numero... Minuto numero trente seve. Sete. 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 Why doesn't it have a V? It should be seve, <laughs> at least what it sounds like seven. Oh, well. Well, when your country uh, becomes more known for organized crime and starts making movies about it, then you can make it. You can put the V in the word. But we are famous for I guess making we movies. Are, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, let's talk about minute 37 of The mm-hmm, Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a transition minute, or I guess not a transition, but a, the beginning of a new era of the movie, new phase of the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because previously it has been all, uh, you know, the wedding and the, the waltz interlude. Mm-hmm. And now this is, I guess, the main plot of the movie. Yeah. The other stuff was all just kind of like, you know, background and characterization mm-hmm. and so on. And those are there are already hints that it's darker and that this is significant. Oh yeah, what are the, what do you I think so? Well, it's the car- Virgil Salazzo is coming up the stairs, mm-hmm. and it's very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, Hagen prepared mm-hmm. quite a bit for this meeting. Uh, it's I think the music is is a little darker too, more yeah. suspenseful. Right. Um, it's a it's it's a far far distance from the wedding scene from the celebration of connie and carlo's wedding <laughs> it's true well let's start at the beginning the minute starts off with uh sunny corleone asking don corleone so what's it going to be pop mm-hmm. making his decision and the don does not give any kind of a firm answer he just mm-hmm. looks kind of uh, yeah. uh. well what to say <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't listening <laughs> um, he's, he's actually just losing his mind <laughs> well what do i think about what well, well, oh yeah, I said I said that already. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fredo, Fredo, what are you doing in this meeting? Fredo, no, no, Pop, it's me, Sonny. Um, uh, I guess, yes, I guess dementia is not really funny, is it? Maybe yeah, it depends on the situation. Yeah, <laughs> if you're parodying dementia, it could be funny. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, yeah. So the so then we meet the Turk. Uh, before we go to the Turk, can I point out something about the end of that last scene? Sure. So in the book, <laughs> Sonny asked asks his father, "Pop, what's your answer going to be? Come on, Pop, what's it going to be?" And uh, Puzo wrote, "Don Corleone smiled." Don Corleone. Don, Don Corleone smiled. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know until I hear the percentages and other details? Mm. Besides, I have to have a little. I have to have time to think over the advice given here tonight. After all, I'm not a man who does things rashly. 
So didn't you say that you that Tom knows already that he's not going to do it, or that Tom yeah. suspected yeah. that yeah. This Tom suspects all... he's not going to? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but I thought it was just kind of funny how he's talking about. I need to see the percentages in the reports. I need <laughs> a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Tom, give me the, give me those bar graphs I asked for. <laughs> it's funny to think of uh, of Don Corleone as a as a numbers wonk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You think even more of a gut man. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been using my adding machine all night, Hagen. Your numbers don't add up. Go back and give me the new percentages. <laughs> the paper. You know, what I, you know what I wish I was, I don't think it exists anymore, but I wish I was so rich that I could have one of those, uh, those stock ticker machines that's in the glass, <laughs> you know, the glass uh, thing with a little machine in it. Going, you, you can have one of those. It's called an iPhone. <laughs> no, but I want the, uh, I want the coolness of the glass dome and a little machine in it. That's the cool part. That is pretty it. darn I cool. Care, I don't care about stock. <laughs> I want to, I want to just have like jokes on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like Twitter, my Twitter. Oh, there you go. On a stock ticker. It's the original Twitter feed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's literally a feed to your house. Yeah. Plus Where, you have all that paper left over at the end. <laughs> play with the cats. I wonder, I wonder how that whole operation worked. Was there someone down at physically at the exchange who was inputting that data like via Morse code or typing it in somehow? I have to assume that that's the case. Like there was wow. some like JP Morgan or whatever was like, I can't go down to the market every day. You know, bring me the money. And then they had like some guy built up. This little, <laughs> I guess it would be like a telegram or, or like a, you know, like it's not like they could call on the phone at that point. Yeah. I assume that's older than, you know what? Let's put that in the book. <laughs> you better write it down. Stock ticking uh, <laughs> <laughs> And what's the, uh, the stock music, of course, is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know if we're allowed to use that or not. But. <laughs> well, that one you can. That's public yeah. domain. <laughs> Hagen, it says the uh, Jenko Olive Oil Company's crashing. So dump the stock now, sell, Hagen. Sell. Dump it. Sell it. <laughs> uh, so bop, bop, you never told me what your answer's going to be. I'll tell you the seller, Sonny. <laughs> I like him being all like, no, oh, come on, <laughs> He's getting all like, uh, Pop, Pop, what's your answer going to be? Fredo's all drunk. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, now we do meet the Turk. We meet the Turk. And um, I hear he's good with a knife. That's what they say. Top narcotics mm. man. Uh, I have some information about the actor. I'm assuming you have mm. background from the book. That Not well. much. At this stage mm. in the book, there's not a lot about the Turk. I already oh. shared in previous minutes. Oh, just okay. To, just basically what Tom shares with the right. Don. Well, we have a lot more Turk minutes mm-hmm. coming up. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, the actor uh, playing the Turk is named Al Lettieri. Mm-hmm. And um, he was born on February 28th, 1928 and died October 18th, 1975. Wow. So he was like 40, uh, 48, 49 yeah, when he boy, died. And just died just after GF2. Yeah, that was his... Uh, that was his big. It's kind of a shame that this was his biggest yeah. role and that he never really got to. I guess it's like uh, Fredo too, uh, John yeah. Cazale too. Mm-hmm. Tragically, uh, how did he pass away? Heart attack. Oh sure, that's what the paper said. Are you saying that they, was no they, heart attack? They, they might like a story like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was Michael. They, they might like a story like that. Now, Tom, we got people on the payroll, newspaper men. What would they have done if John Cazale had died before Godfather Two? Oh boy. Were they recast, mm. or were they suddenly introduced this That's new, uh, this new? Because so much of the story <laughs> is involves him being stepped over and everything. So, I mean, would they change it so he 
he uh, yeah he has no more brothers to kill. It's not yeah. like he kills Connie. They have to change the whole plot. I Boy, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bringing another was is there another example of a movie that did well? This type of scenario did well despite a leading character dying in the in the first in part one. Uh, maybe not part one. Like I know the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. The guy who played uh, Dumbledore died. Mm-hmm. They uh, replaced him with and another, they recast him. Yeah, another mm-hmm. another actor. Uh, obviously, John Cazale. John, John Cazale <laughs> Jr. was <laughs> Harry. You don't run on a broomstick like that. <laughs> I want to do all Harry Potters. I don't know enough about Harry I know Potter. Too, I just but, know it's about wizards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did the broom thing, broomstick. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Afraid I'll send someone to send an owl out. Go pick up someone <laughs> on your broom. <laughs> Go run a, a crazy snack shop in the town. I forget. What the, I forget what the name of the town is. I'm the. Uh, I'm wise. I'm wise. Not like everyone says I am. <laughs> wise, you know, wizards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been an interesting, uh, yeah, interesting dilemma. Well, so well, what's the actor's name? Slotso's Al Al Lattieri. Uh, Lattieri. Yeah, Al Lattieri did a great job. I think he was cast perfectly. And this yeah. movie's so iconic; it's hard to imagine anyone else playing characters in these roles. Any roles? Although so she, maybe that's yeah. something we should talk about at some point. Is I, we've I talked earlier that Kay was. I don't know. I felt like she could have been someone, a different actress. But maybe at some point, yeah, we can make a list of all the mm-hmm. people who are almost cast and try to imagine mm. the alternate universe version of that. Oh yeah, of who everyone was. Mm-hmm. So write that down so we remember okay. it for a future uh, future occasion. Uh, some more stuff about Al Lettieri. Um, he uh, his brother in law. It says his brother in law is the brother of a gangster named Pasquale. Uh, I don't know how you say the last name. E B O L I, Eboli, Eboli. Yeah, real gangster. Yeah, yeah real. Who was mm. part of the Genovese crime family? Oh, but wow. The part that confuses me. It says his brother-in-law was brothers with a gangster. Oh boy. So how was? I guess we don't know. I don't know that. Relation. Wouldn't it just be his brother-in-law was brothers of a gangster? That's so, Sonny, isn't it? What Sonny Corleone is? is oh, no, no, that doesn't make sense. No, I, I get I get caught in a loop. Yeah. So uh, anyway, apparently uh, at some point Al Lattieri uh, took Al Pacino and Marlon Brando and some other people out to New Jersey, and they actually hung out with real like mm. had, had had meals with some people who were on the shadier oh, side of the, the street. To get, I guess to get yeah. some uh, some background. Uh, he's the only actor who is listed as starring in this movie who is not in the poster. So I guess he's oh. the next. He's oh, the, wow. the mm-hmm. he's the uh, first loser, I guess. The first person mm. beyond the bronze medal. He's the next. Mm, so. Okay. Uh, he was in a movie in 1973 called "The Dawn Is Dead." Whoa, which had nothing to do with The Godfather, but clearly he was being, uh, yeah, you know, somewhat maybe typecast <laughs> as a monster. And maybe we should try watching that at some point. Maybe we should do a double header, The Last Dawn and The Dawn. <laughs> yes, it seems the other way almost around. like a sequel to yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Anthony Quinn plays the Don in mm. that, uh, in that mm-hmm. movie. And in 1969, so before The Godfather, he had a tiny role and was the associate producer of a movie called The Night of the Following Day, a kidnapping movie starring Marlon Brando. Oh, wow. So I guess they must have known each other prior to this. They had worked together. Yeah. I can't imagine Brando is the type to be like, hey, you know, you should get in this movie, Al Lettieri. He was real. Oh, you think yeah. he would be that kind of guy, or is he just kind you of picture me off as an off in his own kind of crazy world? Yeah, I, I think so. But so, I, didn't didn't a few minutes ago we talk about that Brando had worked with another actor actress in this movie, and we asked the same question. 
Hmm. Whether um, he would have recommended the person. Or maybe it was someone else. Maybe it wasn't Brando. Maybe it was hmm. Al Pacino. Well, Al Pacino and Al Neri worked together. That the actor been, that who played. They were both in the Panic and Needle Park. Mm-hmm. So that, that was it. Was That's one. what we yeah. talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so well, yeah. So, and it was a movie about kidnapping. It was a movie, a movie about kidnapping. And as we see in, in this movie, uh, the Turk has Tom Hagen kidnapped. That's true. And in 1972, so right, I guess right around this time, mm-hmm. um, Marlon Brando's son was kidnapped. Oh yeah, by, by his mother, she Marlon Brando's his son Christian was mm-hmm. kidnapped by his mother Marlon Brando's strange mama. Wife. I don't know. I don't know actually if oh, they were married or not. Wow. But um, apparently Brando had like a bunch of kids with a bunch of different oh. you know women from just kind of you know flings or whatever. Can but, you yeah. can you be kidnapped by your mother? Well, it's so he was fourteen. Mm-hmm. And um, she took him to Mexico oh. and hid and gave him to a bunch of like hippies there and said, "Okay, keep him here. We're gonna uh, we're gonna you know get money from Roland Brando to have him returned." And oh, then man. Um, so, it sounds like the the hippies were like, "Yeah," and they kind of cut her out of the deal and just basically really kidnapped her him away from the mother too oh my god so uh, and then, and tried to get extort money from from Marlon still Brando. From Brando, oh they yeah. did oh i thought they yeah. just incorporated him in it. yeah we'll do this deal don't worry and then they just became a hippie <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> uh yeah so there you go doesn't so, sound uh, like they're real hippies if they were involved in kidnapping they wouldn't be on to money and bread man they'd be on to <laughs> maybe, they, maybe money the, and uh, bread the ransom was like oh we want like 50 pounds of beads you know something that, <laughs> something that a hippie would yeah. be like valuable <laughs> yeah uh yeah so that's all the information i have about uh al latieri well rest in peace al he did a great job in this movie he did if mm-hmm. he'll live on forever if only from this one role well puto has a great description of the turk in the book may i read uh i'll allow it okay puto tread carefully counselor <laughs> Page 72, Puzzo writes, Virgil, quote, the Turk, and quote, Salazzo. More like the jerk. <laughs> Virgil, the Turk, the jer- that's what they called him after uh, it, he tried to have the Godfather killed. They call him the jerk. <laughs> no more. <laughs> now, don't call him the Turk anymore. From now on, he's <laughs> yeah. the jerk. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, The Turk was a powerfully built, medium-sized man of dark complexion who could have been taken for a true Turk. Hmm. He had a scimitar of a nose and cruel black eyes. Mm. He also Wait, had, cruel black eyes? Cruel black eyes. Oh, black eyes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he also had an impressive dignity. Uh, Sonny met him at the door. Da, 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 da. Hagen thought he had never seen a more dangerous looking man except mm. for Luca Brazzi. Wow. There were polite. This, now, this is interesting. There were polite handshakings all around. If the Don ever. Now, this is Hagen. If the Don ever asked me if this man has balls, I would have to answer yes, Hagen thought. Forget about it. Forget about it. Oh. <laughs> he had never seen such force in one man. Wow. Not even the Don. In fact, the Don appeared at his worst. He was being a little too simple, a little too peasant-like in his greeting. Mm. So lots of later, right? The Don's slipping, Alex. Yeah. The Don is slipping. Totally, yeah. Um now, if this is also, I think this is this is the first time you really see Marlon Brando outside of the. You saw him a little bit in the, in the room with Tom, but this is the first time you really see him. I guess how he dresses day to day, you know, wearing his uh, his his. You know, he looks like the manager of an oil olive oil importing yeah. company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't think he's like the most one of the most powerful, uh, 
you know, you wouldn't think he was someone who had uh, judges in his pockets. Like so many. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised he's not wearing his tuxedo at this point. He really <laughs> should wear it all the time. It's a good look for him. <laughs> and he has so few minutes in the picture, he might as well be wearing his best. It's true. Well, I guess he doesn't know it at this point. Yeah. Even when he's in the <laughs> hospital bed, they still dress him in a tuxedo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, um, the the Turk needs three things. Hmm. What does uh, he need? You want to guess what the three things are that he needs? Um, he needs he needs because he needs money, like Connie, <laughs> like Connie and Merle. He needs money. He yeah. needs cash. He needs a lot of yeah, it. Yeah. Well, how much money? Well, let's see. He needs to book a ticket on the Queen. <laughs> So he needs at least a million dollars. <laughs> cash. Cash. Small bills. Oh, cash. <laughs> oh, he needs money. He needs a million dollars cash. And that's, I guess, finance. Yeah. He needs protection. Well, if you consider that just financing, <laughs> then uh, good job. Uh, he needs political protection uh, or political influence. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it, he says three things, but then two of them are kind of the same thing. Yeah. Well, maybe the so the first thing he says, powerful friends, powerful friends. But I guess that could extend also to mobsters, not just politicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the last one is politicians he carries in his pocket. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> line. I like so many nickels and dimes. It's such a <laughs> it's such an oddly poetic phrase for a, for a, a dangerous mobster like this guy to use. Like yeah. so many nickels and dimes. Well, in this era, are nickels and dimes very valuable? Uh, I don't think they're especially valuable, but I guess it's just something you always had change in your. Nowadays, hardly anyone has change in yeah. their pocket because everyone pays the credit card and you know. So, lots of if so lots of we're meeting with the Don now in, in mm-hmm. 2018. What what? Ooh, what, what would, would the analogy be? Yeah, I need the politicians you keep in your pocket, like so many iPhones and. <laughs> Like like so many bitcoins you have in your in your e wallet. <laughs> oh, so you're saying it doesn't have to be something you keep in the wallet. It could be anything that you any money that you. So well, you're going with the money angle more than the pocket angle. Well, like, well, how about this, Don Corleone? You have you have as many or you have so many judges in your pocket, like right. fill in the blank, blank. Yeah. See, I would go for something more that had to do with something in your pocket. Oh, got not, it, not yeah. like a money. Oh, you know, got it. Something like literally in your pocket. Yeah, hmm. the same way the nickels and dimes. But everyone has an iPhone. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. Oh, like, like what would? Someone... Well, he has a lot of them. Though. <laughs> His pockets are <laughs> all bulging. So, so I can't take this deal because I got to offload all these electronic <laughs> devices. Like you keep in your pocket, like so many Ricola cough drops. I can get a little money from Ricola. Oh, oh yeah, Ricola, <laughs> taste the rainbow. Yeah. You have so many uh, nickels and dimes, in your, or you have so many judges in your pocket, like so many Paramount screenplays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, people don't carry anything in their pockets anymore. No, we don't. Yeah. Huh. I guess you'd have to just remove the pocket. You'd have to. Right. Like, so, like in your cloud, in your Google storage. So let's say someone said to you, to, to change the question a little mm-hmm. bit, what would you want to have? In your pocket, like so many nickels and dimes. Oh, <laughs> so a lot of them. Ugh, I don't want anything in my pockets. But I don't mean literal. But I mean that you would have control, like the same way he has politicians and judges oh, in his pocket, oh, like so many nickels and what would mm-hmm. what would be in your pockets, like so many nickels and dimes, like a capital one ad. What's in your What's in your pocket? Like oh, so, so, many so the expression dimes. still is like so many nickels and dimes, but 
what do I have a lot of pull with? What would you want? Um, what would you want as your thing hmm. to be you know, like so many nickels and dimes? I feel like I'm not explaining. You I, get what I'm saying? I, I okay. think I get what you're saying. Okay. I'm having trouble answering the question though. Mm. That is a tough I don't one. know. Podcast listeners? Oh, perfect. That's there a good go. one, right? There you go. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. So, like so many nickels and dimes <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, so we'll have we'll have two dollars worth of of listeners in our in our <laughs> yeah. podcast. So listeners, if if you're still there, please tell a friend about our podcast, <laughs> so my dream can come true. We've got a lot more room in our pockets, <laughs> and there's a lot more room in in mm. Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub. Oh, on Facebook. you've not talked about that one for a while. <laughs> it's a good time for a plug. Yeah, uh, we'll speak. Uh, oh, go ahead. One more thing about this. Puzo writes writes the description a little bit different. On page seventy three, he writes. This is Salazzo. Uh, I I can't do a good Salazzo. Can you help me out? Don Coleone. No, that's Luca. <laughs> no, I want to hear you do it. I like Let to, hear, want to hear your... Uh... Um, I hear, Don Coleone, that you have as many judges in your pocket as a boot black has pieces of silver. Wow. Yeah, and I looked it up. A boot black is a shine person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And so I guess, I guess nickels and dimes are at least a uh, little more modern than a boot, yeah. than a boot black. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had your shoes professionally shined? Shown? Not while I'm wearing them. <laughs> but you have had them. You know, I think I'm, I think one time I was moving and I found all these shoes and I I didn't want to clean them. I, I either mm-hmm. gave them away or I brought them somewhere and had I gave some away and maybe had them cleaned. You looked maybe boot, you looked a boot black in the yellow pages. Yeah, the thing is, they would. were they were the guy charged me silver, and I don't carry silver <laughs> around with me. <laughs> what am I, a boot black? That's a have funny, you ever cleaned your shoes? I've never. I don't think I've ever had my shoes professionally cleaned. Well, you should start with your face. Oh, what the! <laughs> I uh, I always think of that. The only time I ever think about it, the airport. Because you always see oh, the shoeshine <laughs> stands at the airport. Do you still see them at the airport? Oh, yeah. There's I, one at the uh, Portland airport. There's, really? there's a shoeshine stand. Did you ever go up and get your shoes clean? I didn't. I'm Because I always wear sneakers. That's that's also mm. the problem. I'm never in the airport. If I was in the airport wearing dress shoes, I might do it just for the just really? because I'm like, how many chances am I going to get? Oh, man. Well, you should oh, probably no. start with your hands and face, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the problem, though, is that I don't even like going to, like, the barber because I like, have to talk to the barber. Yeah. I don't want to be sitting there and, like, some guy, oh, did you watch the game last night? Yeah, That's I him uh, rubbing, that's him smacking <laughs> you with a uh, cloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I wouldn't. Uh, All right, let's role play it. I'll, okay. I'll be the shoe shine guy. Okay. Hey, how can I help you, sir? Yeah, uh, I was wearing my dress shoes today, and I thought it might be fun to get a little uh, shoe, shoe shine while I'm here. Well, you are you are you are licensed boot black. I you am, board certified. I, I am licensed and bonded. Have a seat. Oh, cool. Oh, by okay. the way, when how long is your flight from now? How much time you get? Oh, I have like an hour and a half. Oh, perfect. This will only take an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, have a re- seat. Wait, really? Oh, you're spitting on my shoes. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of spin you're putting on. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. okay. You know, I'm having second thoughts about this. Oh, I haven't even gotten to the game. So what do you think about the Yanks this year? Oh, I think they're going to go far. <laughs> to climb Speaking up of on going that little, far. Little throne they have there. <laughs> you're already regretting getting your shoes shine. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and the moral of the story is... Don't this is get your, your shoes shine yeah, at the airport with only an hour and a half yeah, left to go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you're saying that I should say a short time. I say, oh, oh my you- flight's in three minutes. <laughs> 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 What's the point? Then? Get, one, get one of your shoes shine. Yeah. See, the problem then is then I would have to like 
I'd have to like hide. Because what if I was like, oh, my flight's like in 15 minutes. He's like, oh, I'll do it quick. Oh, and then I'm like, no. oh, awesome. And then I'm sitting in the McDonald's eating like a quarter pounder. I see that guy stopping for his lunch break. I'd be like, oh, I uh, missed my flight. Huh? <laughs> well, let me finish your shoes. Yeah, come go. on over. <laughs> oh, no. Right in the McDonald's. Like, yeah. hey, I got my box right here. Just talk to do while you're eating. <laughs> how, how can I possibly like how can you possibly earn money as a shoot? Like you must get no more than like six I, a day. I mean, these days you must be subsidized by the airport. I guess it's just so. a holdover from yeah. these, from the Godfather times. The funny thing is when I, I saw a guy doing it at the Portland airport yeah. and the guy was very like, Hey, how you doing Joe? Like he goes there all the time to get his shoe shot. What? So, do you think he goes there? Do you think he even has a flight? <laughs> Maybe he works at one of the other businesses in oh. the airport. They just they just help each other by patronizing. There's their actually business. no money exchange. It's just all bartering. <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. before I moved to this town, someone made a joke about Portland. They said, uh, "What did they say? Who they made a s- joke about Portland?" Oh, this is before it was cool to move okay. here. They yeah. said it was very depressed, and mm-hmm. they said basically it's it's all coffee shops, and there's just one dollar that gets cycled around. Mm. Someone buys a cup of coffee for one dollar, and then. The, the person right. at that store uses that dollar to yeah. buy a cup of coffee at another store. Why is and that specific to Portland? I think because Portland is such a big coffee culture, and it, and it was very depressed economically at the time. Hmm. All right, I don't know, maybe not very depressed, yeah. but but back to the Godfather, Alex. There is one more difference between the book and the movie. Movie that wait, I the book put. is different than the movie. The book 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 is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. In the book, well, let's start with the movie. In the movie, mm-hmm. uh, the Don, Salazzo tells the Don that he gets 30%. Mm-hmm. That's what's. And, and Salazzo says he needs $1 million. Cash. Cash. In the book, he tells the Don he gets 50% Whoa. and he needs $2 million. Alex, why, why the change in the numbers? Huh. That's a good question. Well, there's nothing in it in the production notes. And plus, you're the, uh, the, the return on your investment, you think if you put $1 million to get 30%, that if you put in $2 million, you get 60%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's giving him less yeah. the more he spends. So if he did $3 million, would he get, like... 55 percent he's like don if you give me 12 million you get 100 percent, and i'll no, just walk get, away you get less oh, each time. Down. oh i get it <laughs> oh yeah he just walks away with 12 million dollars the only thing i can think of is mm. wait, wait wait you're saying he walks away with 12 million dollars yep. and that's how you guarantee <laughs> obviously i spoil my co-host <laughs> as you can see the only thing i can think of is one million is a nice round number yeah yeah, maybe people would get start getting confused by like two million for fifty percent, and yeah. uh, start getting it's a it's a weird. <laughs> the Don busts out his uh, adding machine. <laughs> you told me that fifty percent, three million. Well, my stock ticker says I'm good for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so there's the scene where he's like, "Oh, you'll get thirty percent," and then uh, the Don drops the bomb of. Well, and what is the interest of the Tatalia family? Oh. And then the, the Turk is like, oh, nice work, uh, Tom. Yeah. Uh, you know, my compliments. Yeah. And then Tom looks at him giving a kind of like subtle, like not a like grin, but just kind of like, like I accept your compliment. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think Tom was was Tom like yes, like he he complimented me in front of the Don about what a good concierge I am? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. This is his second big job after officially becoming a consigliere. Yeah. If you remember, Waltz was the first, getting Johnny the picture. And, mm-hmm. and, and as you remember, Hagen didn't even think that it would work. He knew that that Waltz was not going to give him the picture. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, it, But it ended up working out. So this is his first like, real job that he may have some influence over. And this is one that he thinks isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work out. Yeah. But it still it really doesn't work out because the Don winds yeah. up getting a, you know, a bullet. Was it really that hard for Tom to find out that information? The, the fact that... And don't they all have spies in each other's families the, and cops on the payroll? The fact that he's impressed. Oh, so you think maybe he's not really impressed, but he's just buttering up Tom. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe he meant hmm. my compliments for you telling the Don. Like, I told you that the Italians get 30% and you clearly passed it on to the mm-hmm. Don. So, could, mm-hmm. so my compliments. Yeah. So, uh, no, I think he probably has, uh, I think you're right. They probably have spies and, mm. you know, in all everyone's, it's like an accepted thing that there's a rat in every group because yeah. <laughs> you're like well that's, what, that's the way it's done everyone is a spy in the yeah group. exactly it's almost like you have to keep your enemies really close yes but not as close as your friends oh, you don't think so no 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 sorry closer than your friends closer than your friends yeah i hmm. think so okay like you're dancing together <laughs> Let's uh, see. so yeah, yeah so they, he compliments tom and i think that's the end of the minute isn't it yeah, it ends with um, it ends with the Turk saying, uh, telling um, the Don that he's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the last note I had was that uh, Coppola said that this scene should feel like a poker game. Because, oh, really? Because it's like everyone's kind of keeping their, except for Sonny, everyone's keeping their their emotions yeah. guarded and 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 so on. So that's why uh, I guess when Sonny breaks yeah but he has he has a tell that uh, yeah yeah you know. a, a terrible tell yeah i do have one more point uh alex do you can you guess why what kind of protection uh Salazzo needs well, i assume it's in political particular? P- political but, but in particular details uh, it's in the book oh uh i think he wants when he's uh, importing the drugs he needs the harbor master to, to look the other way excellent is that true uh well he, <laughs> uh he says smuggling into both countries was as positively safe as such matters could be i guess that's all paid off entry into the u.s would entail about five percent losses since the fbi itself was incorruptible as they both knew that's interesting hmm, that is interesting. Uh, but um this is interesting. Uh, Salazzo says, equally important, I need a man who has powerful friends in the important places. So, some of my couriers will be caught over the years. This is what I really want to point out. That is inevitable. They will all have clean records that I promise. That I promise. So it will be logical for judges to give light sentences. Yeah. I need a friend who can guarantee that when my people get in trouble, they won't spend more than a year or two in jail. Then they won't talk. Oh, That's right. the key. Yeah, yeah. But if they get ten and twenty years, who knows? In this world, there are many weak individuals. They may talk. They may jeopardize more important people. Legal protection is a must. So yeah, it's to give people light sentences so they won't rat. Right, and also I assume that there's some kind of uh, 
like insurance plan for if you're working for, let's say I'm working for, let's say you're a criminal mastermind. Okay. What do you mean? Let's say, (laughs) let's say I'm working for you as a, as a low level, a button man. I like this. I like it. I totally got as stepped boot, over. As a boot black. On, a, on the books, you'll be my boot black. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm really a button man. <laughs> uh, so let's say I got caught. I assume there's some kind of thing where my family is taken care of, while my, my, my blood family is being taken care of while I'm in prison. I believe so, yes. Yeah. You know, and that's probably why also it's good to have a short one because mm-hmm. you can't have like 30 guys serving 20-year sentences because then you're spending all your money. It's yeah. like... Uh, it's like social security, like all the mo- all your income money is just going to support yeah. people who are not even doing it. Yeah, it's not you. sustainable. So, yeah, yeah. That so makes yeah, sense. one or two, uh, one or two years. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Protection from prison sentences. So it's not the, it's not so the harbor master looks the other way. It's like mm-hmm. he's resigned to the fact that you know it's the cost of doing business. Yeah. It's leakage. People will get caught, and you just got to get them back out on the street and keep them happy so they don't talk. Yeah, that's a good that's a good policy. Yeah. So when are we going to get started? <laughs> don't ask me i'm just a button man <laughs> a boot black you're a boot black so uh let's this is something we forgot to do the last mm-hmm. two minutes uh what do you want the cannoli countdown betrayed me he got a cold and then didn't show up to work i thought paulie was a good kid but it turned out he was the stupid jerk i'm talking about a Send a clear message or else you might lose your life. And whatever you do, take that cannoli. Don't upset Clemenza's wife. We're working on a Left out. Oh, now let's see if this is minute 37 mm-hmm. and the I think it happens in minute 59. It is. Then that must mean there's 23 minutes left. Uh, 22. You got to carry the seven. Oh, 22. I'm sick of carrying that 22 seven. Minutes left. 22 minutes left. 22 minutes left. I can't hear you. 22. <laughs> so, what do you want to rate this minute? This mm. While the Salazzo enters, um, mm-hmm. Well, it starts with Sonny saying, well, what's the answer going to be? Pop. I always mm. like that. That's funny. <laughs> the Don's in it. That bumps it up a little bit. Don doesn't do that much talking. Yeah. He does say, isn't it in this minute? He says, why do I deserve this generosity? No, that's the start of Oh, uh, it is the, the start next of, minute. of okay. next minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will give it a... He does ask about the Tatalia plan. I'm going to give it a four. Four? Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to explain your... Uh... I, I think the judge... I think so, the Salazzo interaction... Is great. The, the judges in the pocket, the finance. You got um, the, uh, king, the my compliments to uh-huh, Tom. Uh huh. Yeah, three to four, but I'll go with four. Yeah, I'll go with four. Yeah, I yeah. feel like there. I feel like we didn't. There wasn't a lot to talk about, but it was mm-hmm. still. A, it was still a good minute in the movie, you yeah. know, even though there wasn't a lot to like chew on or extrapolate on. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll say four then. Okay, All right. and we don't have to agree, you know. No, it's well. Hey, I'm the, just a button man. I, whatever my <laughs> boss says, the rating. That's what I go along with. Yes, and a whole lot of boot blacks, <laughs> a lot of buffering, a whole lot of buffing, <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of polishing, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so I guess that'll wrap up. I own. I also own stock in Kiwi. <laughs> And I can't think of any other companies. <laughs> Kiwi pretty much is the monopoly yeah, on the, do, shoe, yeah. uh, the shoe mark. <laughs> well, that's it then. Yeah. So uh, did we come up with anything that we're going to talk about in the bonus? Oh, yeah. Didn't you write it down? No. Oh. Well, oh, this I is- thought we wrote something down. Well, one thing I thought when I was walking around today was uh-huh. we can talk about uh, deep cut bumper sticker and T-shirt ideas. All right, that only fans will recognize being hard, from The cool. Godfather. All right, let's go with that. We'll uh-huh. run with that. And, and we'll come up with some other stuff, too. Yeah, well, you know, we always wind up mm-hmm. digressing. So, hey, if you want to hear us talk about bumper stickers, T-shirts, and digression, go to uh, godfatherminute.com slash support and uh, sign up there. It's it's uh, relatively inexpensive, uh, mm-hmm. especially for someone. If you regard a dollar an episode as just financing, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> thank you for your uh, support. <laughs> And uh, I guess we'll be back uh, until we come back next week. Leave the gun and take the cannoli. Yeehaw!